As we just saw a stunning World Series with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, can the Nationals be that next team to take a step up in the year of 2024? You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. And while you're at it, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Nationals, including on YouTube for the video version. Search Locked On Nationals and hit that subscriber button. Later on in today's show... As we know now, Max Scherzer just won his second World Series title first with being the Nationals legend in 2019. Now, 2023 Texas Rangers. Are Nationals fans happy for Mad Max? Because I actually have a little bit of a conflicting answer of this, in my opinion. It's an immature one, to be honest with you. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. Also, second topic of today's program. This is something I actually saw the Locked On Mariners guys kick around a little bit the other day. And they were kind of talking about, is their payroll holding them back? And, well, it's a tricky answer. We'll get to that a little bit later on as far as the Nationals go and what their payroll is at right now. But let's get into Nats in 2024 because yesterday, obviously throughout this World Series, we saw two teams, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, both whom – Not many people expected to be in the postseason whatsoever this year, let alone being in the World Series. And now the Texas Rangers, former Washington Senators, are now World Series champions for the first time in their franchise's history. And first and foremost, it was a great series. But here's the thing. Both these teams outperformed all of their expectations. If you look around the Texas Rangers who won it all last night, then you could see a clear example of guys who, number one, were teamed up together to be kind of that veteran core. We talked about this a few days ago, or actually a few weeks ago, rather. And there's two different ways to kind of build a baseball team, in my opinion. And number one, the way is you can really just pay and spend on a big core and surround that cast with a bunch of prospects, in which this case, that's what the Rangers did. They signed Marcus Simeon to a massive contract last year. They signed Corey Seager to a massive contract just last year. Both those guys coming up big down the stretch in the World Series. Corey Seager winning World Series MVP. And if you look back at the 2019 Nationals run, we kind of did a little bit of both ways, you could say. The Nationals, they had Juan Soto. They developed all the different guys, Steven Strasburg, whether it be signing Kurt Suzuki, all those big name guys, drafting Anthony Rendon, trading for Trey Turner, signing Max Scherzer. There's a lot of different ways you could talk about what the Nationals go, but the Texas Rangers, they signed their core here. This is a team that is number one set up for a ton of success moving forward. And number two, this is also a team that has a loaded farm system. Still, even after trading Ronald Acuna's little brother over to the New York Mets in exchange for Max Scherzer. But with all that said, can this Nationals team 
be the next Texas Rangers squad? Can they be the next Arizona Diamondbacks squad? Because there's two different tales here when you're talking about the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. We just went through the Rangers and kind of how they built themselves up. They've spent a ton of money. They've out eluded a ton of assets, trading away farm system guys, all sorts of things in order to win right here and right now. But the Arizona Diamondbacks, for example, their payroll is also in the bottom third of baseball, including with the Washington Nationals. This is a team that is built through their farm system, which, by the way, the Nationals just signed Danny Haas, who was a big-time scout in that Arizona Diamondbacks organization, who has highly touted talent as like a Corbin Carroll or a Zach Gallon, someone along those lines. Those were what the Arizona Diamondbacks were just this year. So as far as building goes and as far as where this Nationals team stands, you can make a case as to why this Nationals team could be a postseason team in 2024. But that's not really the question here. More so the question is, can they be the next Rangers or the D-backs? And now, are they going to make the World Series last year? Because that's really what the question is. The matter of the fact is, at this point, they aren't. They are not going to be that at this moment in time. But are you going to tell me that there is no chance in heck that this team cannot make a postseason push? That there is no chance that they can have the development like the Texas Rangers and have a breakout season of someone like Adolis Garcia or have a huge trade asset like Jordan Montgomery come in here and just dominate or have that big free agent signing, getting Nathan Eovaldi through the doors, having him as your big game pitcher. Is that impossible for this Nationals team? And the answer to that is no. I just don't think right now with the talent that we have on this major league roster coming up here soon, whether it be Dylan Cruiser, James Wood, Brady House, Cade Cavalli, all those different guys, yes, they are very talented, but also we're still so damn young. And yes, you did see Texas Rangers superstar Evan Carter, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, someone who has been ultra impressive throughout his duration of this 2023 season. Yeah, he played a big role in yesterday's game. He played a big role throughout the postseason for this team, hitting the ball in really multiple different areas when it came back to the Rays series and the wild card. You couldn't keep him off the base path there. Then, as well as the ALDS and the ALCS against the Astros. So many different scenarios in which this Rangers team came through. But at this moment in time, the Nationals just simply, they don't have really the talent that the Texas Rangers have. And it's because I think one thing is kind of holding this team back. It's having that superstar. They went and got their superstar when it came to Corey Seager. Now, the Nationals, they have an opportunity to kind of build it through a little bit of a different way with guys like James Wood and Dylan Cruz because I think both those guys have larger ceilings than someone like an Evan Carter or even a Wyatt Langford. I think the Nationals could someday get down to that point but they're not going to have that veteran presence, someone who has been a World Series MVP with the Los Angeles Dodgers, someone who has had some of the most clutch postseason moments in all of baseball history when it comes to Corey Seager. We just don't have that at this moment in time. And if the Nationals did, it would certainly make me feel a lot better. But even then, would that get us over the hump to even contend in a postseason series at this point? And at this moment in time, I can't say that that will. I like C.J. Abrams a lot. I like him so much, in fact. 
but the kid's 22 years old. He's still got a lot of time to develop. He's still got a lot of things to learn. The time is going to come for this Nationals team. It truly will. I always have believed in that. And I think that will be coming hopefully sometime soon over the next few years. But in 2024, I don't think the Nationals can get there at this moment. They aren't constructed like this Rangers team. And also on the flip side of it, they also aren't even constructed like this Diamondbacks team. Because the Diamondbacks... They were probably the team that you could look at and say, that's pretty familiar to 2019. They had a lot of older vets, Evan Longoria, who's been around the game. They have a lot of younger players as well, Cattell Marte, Corbin Carroll, similar to that Juan Soto and Victor Robles tandem in the outfield there. But you get the point. The Nationals just aren't there yet. And with even with that said, with the Rangers only winning 68 games in 2022, making the improvement, winning 90 plus games, winning the World Series, and the Arizona Diamondbacks just winning 74 games in 2022. I don't think the Nationals at 71 and 91 will be making a jump like that. Now, are they going to be competing for a 500 kind of season next year? Could they be around 81 and 81? Yes. In fact, I think that's probably likely. In fact, that's probably what our expectations should be depending on how this offseason goes. But with all that said, the Nationals just aren't there yet. And it's okay. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a process. We know this. We've been through the process. We've trusted the process. It's going to take some time. It's not going to happen like this Diamondbacks team and like this Rangers team. Now, is it possible? Of course it's possible. Of course the Nationals can surprise us. Of course you can have many different ways in order to build this team and kind of do the right thing about it. But the question is, will they take that next step? And with that next step, the Nationals, they got the farm system. But I think the question at hand should be, is money holding the Nationals back at this point? Whether it be payroll or really, you get the gist. Is kind of signing free agents, holding this team back. Is that what's kind of holding them back from taking that next step into this, hopefully, year-long of success coming up for the Nationals? We'll discuss that and answer that question. But before that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And guys, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 100 and $50 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better way to get on the action. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options like betting on spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. And if you're into betting on the NFL like I am, you know to bet against the Commanders going up to New England this weekend, facing Bill Belichick against a first-year starting quarterback. I know the record on them. It ain't pretty. So take those Patriots money line. You'll have a good time. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So is payroll, money, kind of spending in general, holding this Nationals team back? And this is a lopsided answer, I'll admit. I don't necessarily think that this, at this moment in time, that payroll is really holding the Nationals back. I don't. Because if you were to look around baseball and really the Nationals over the last few years, 
you can kind of tell that the Nationals, number one, the whole issue as to why that team crumbled back in 2019, or after 2019, actually, the reason why it crumbled is because we did not have the assets down on the farm system to kind of help the guys around our young core or whether that be Trey Turner or Juan Soto. We didn't have guys to put around them. That's not really a spending issue. Now, yes, you can spend and get savvy free agent signings in the door and kind of patch those holes. But in my opinion, the best way to do it for the cheap, number one, and also just for the long-term success of your team, is to fill those spots with prospects. You already had your core back in 2019, again, with Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, that pitching staff as well. There were a lot of different things that you could look at and say, yeah, this is a good ball club. This is going to be a contender for quite some time. But over the last few years, we all know the payroll has been cutting. The prospects haven't really been coming out the way that they once were in the 2010s. And ultimately, this team's just in a rebuild at this moment in time. But over the course of the last really five years, there is a little bit of a trend going on in baseball. As teams kind of get more savvy with the way that they spend, with teams like the San Diego Padres, who kind of probably overspent, as we saw, I don't know if anyone saw this, but they took out a $50 million loan yesterday, or over the last few months at least, to help pay their payroll. That ain't good. That's not what you want with the San Diego Padres, but that's beside the point. Over the last few years now, you're starting to see one thing here. Teams that are winning the World Series relatively consistently have a top 10 payroll. Now, is that just because of the teams that spend the most money are going to be winning championships? Not necessarily. The team that has the number one payroll, in fact, hasn't won a World Series since the 2020 Dodgers. And before that, it was the 2018 Red Sox. So dating back to 2016, really, the Cubs that year, they were 14th in opening day payroll. The Astros were 18th in opening day payroll in 2017. The Red Sox, of course, were number one. The Nats in 19, they were number seven. And of course, 2020, the Dodgers, they were first. 2021, the Braves were 10th. 2022, the Astros were eighth. And the Rangers had a top five payroll this year as well. There is kind of a little bit of a pattern here as far as top 10 payrolls go. And of course, I think that is the obvious. The more that you pay, at least the expectations go up. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be winning baseball games. It doesn't really mean any of that, in fact. The Nationals in 2021, really when the rebuild started, when this kind of really kind of catapulted into a bad baseball team that year, the Nationals had a top 10 payroll. They weren't good that year. They decided to sell. They decided to rip the team apart, in which, in my opinion, was the right way to do it. But you also see this trend now, though, that Major League Baseball, over the last five years, teams with a top five, or top 10 payroll, rather, are more likely to win the World Series. It just is what it is. Having that opening day payroll inside that top 10, kind of just allocating assets in the right way, spending money the right way, because you can make the case, the San Diego Padres, who had a massive payroll, really for the market that they're in, you can make a case that that was dumb. They didn't even make the postseason this year. They spent huge on Xander Bogarts. It's someone that they didn't really even need, in fact. They spent on Juan Soto, not really with dollars, but their entire farm system. They gave up the top half of their farm system for a 22-year-old generational talent. Now, is that smart? Sure, you could say that, of course. But also, 
You didn't make the playoffs. You didn't last year. You didn't really do too much with it. So you can look around baseball and say, well, you don't have to have a top 10 budget. You don't have to have a top 10 payroll in order to make the World Series. And yes, that is true. But the trend is you kind of have to. We've seen that now over the last five years. Top 10 payrolls will get you wins. And if you look across baseball as well, it's not even just about the payroll. It's about home runs. The game has kind of changed over the last few years, in my opinion. The game has really just changed a lot. You look at the Texas Rangers and really what they have done. Number one, the best offense in the American League. I would say in all of Major League Baseball, but that belongs to the Atlanta Braves. They were the best offense all year. They they were just stacked one through nine. But the Texas Rangers, they got it done. Adolis Garcia, who's kind of, you know, another former St. Louis Cardinals prospect who got traded away for nothing back in the day, similar to what Lane Thomas did from the Cardinals. Look what he did this World Series. He probably could have won World Series MVP if it wasn't for that back injury in Game 4 of the World Series. There are different ways in which you can get back to contending. See what the Rangers did. See what the Arizona Diamondbacks did. Kind of culminate all different things here of this podcast today. Opening up about the Rangers and opening up about the Diamondbacks. There's two different tales here. A team with a bottom third payroll who kind of rode this magic carpet ride and really who were in it until the very end of the ninth inning in game five of the World Series. There's a lot of different ways to do this. But looking at the proof in the pudding, yes, it does mean something to have that top payroll. It doesn't mean everything. You can make the postseason. You can win games in October and still have a low budget payroll. But the matter of the fact is, Number one, this game is about power. This game is all about home runs, getting your opportunities and taking advantage of them. It's about that slugging number that you see on your box score. That is what baseball is about nowadays. But the number two, it's also a little bit about superstars. The superstars that you've seen over the last few years winning that World Series and really kind of the unfair balance, you could say, of a team like the Astros last year with Jose Altuve, and Alex Bregman, and all the other stars who are on that team. Jeremy Pena, who seemed to be a blossoming flower this time last year in October. Those are the guys that really can kind of catapult your team and take them to that next level. In 2021 with the Braves, I don't need to cover it. We've talked about that team a lot here. They were a good one. 2020 with the Dodgers, they were a great one. 2019 with the Nationals, they were also a great team filled with superstars. There's multiple different ways and avenues that the Nationals could take to getting back to competing. It's just a whether of if they'll be able to spend and kind of stay in line and hopefully, just hopefully contend to get back into this postseason. Max Scherzer won his second ring of the World Series last night. Let's get into that because, as I said, I kind of have some mixed feelings about it. And again, before I get into that, I'll just tell you this. I'm very immature. I'll talk to you after this. And now we get back into it as Max Scherzer winning his second World Series title, first since 2019 with the Washington Nationals. And the topic at hand is, are you happy for Max Scherzer? I sit here today, November 2nd, 2023. Am I happy for Max Scherzer? 
Sure. Did I want to see him win another World Series? No. The reason as to why I don't, again, I'm immature. Not that, not that mature at all. Very immature, in fact. I don't want to see Max Scherzer or any of those core Washington Nationals happy anywhere else. I said it. It's stupid. I know. I'm petty. I'm Tom Petty. I get it. But also with this fact, I want them to be happy with us. I want Max Scherzer to be a Washington National. That's not what I can get. I understand that. He is no longer a Washington National. He likely will not be a Washington National yet again. But here's my take on it. This is why I don't want to see Max Scherzer, why I wasn't necessarily rooting for Max Scherzer to begin that World Series. The reason as to why that is, I want Max Scherzer to go into Cooperstown, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the mecca of baseball. I want him to go in with a Washington Nationals hat on his forehead. I don't want to see an MLB logo, let alone I don't want to see a Texas Rangers logo. Now, is he going to go in as a Texas Ranger over a Washington National or even over a Detroit Tiger? No, I don't think that's the case. But I want that curly W on his plaque, on that big bronze forehead. I want that right there with Max Scherzer because he was a national. His core was in Washington, D.C., winning multiple Cy Youngs, winning a World Series, starting a Game 7 of the World Series, catapulting this team from mediocrity into success back in 2019. All the different things. Is it stupid? Of course it is. I understand you may be thinking, God, this guy is so immature. Yes, I am. This is not a convenient take for me. This is just the way that I think. When it comes to that Nationals team, that team was so special to me. So special. Max Scherzer meant so much to me growing up. I cannot see him in Cooperstown with another hat on. I want him to be our own. I want Nationals fans to fill the grass there in Cooperstown the day that Max Scherzer is enshrined into the Hall of Fame. I want that to be filled with curly W hats. Not big old T, block T's for the Texas Rangers. No, no, no. He was a Nationals legend. I would like to see him keep it that way. But of course, is that likely at this moment? No. But we'll have to wait some time. Likely, I don't know, six, seven years until Max Scherzer retires. I guess we'll find out. And then after that, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. No matter what. Thank you guys for making Locked On. That's your first listen every single day. And of course, We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. We'll talk some more nationals as the offseason march continues. Officially, baseball season is over. It's a sad time now in this dark day here in D.C. But we'll catch you guys here on a new episode of Locked On Nationals tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side.